Alright, here we are, back with another episode, and Henry, introduce yourself for everybody. Um, my name is Henry Sabella, uh, I run Jib Skin Apparel, and uh, yeah, that's me. Word. So how old are you, and where, and where do you live right now? Um, I'm 17 right now, I live like right outside the city, um, if anyone lives like close to the city, they might know Westchester. So I live in Hastings, little town. Um, been skiing my whole life. I, I go up every weekend to um, a little mountain called Bel Air. Most people don't know of it. It's, uh, it's close to Hunter. It's, it's in the Catskills. So. so 17 years old. You're still in high school. Are you a junior or are you a senior? Uh, yeah, I'm a junior. Cool. Are you, have you taken the SATs yet? Or are you getting ready to do that? I forget like the timeline for everything. Um, no, I mean, I'm in a weird situation where I kind of like, like I, I want to go to college, but I really don't know what to do. Like after high school, I kind of want to just like go out into the world and just like ski a lot and just work. And I don't know. I don't really think I'm ready for college yet. Um, so I'm kind of taking school lightly, um, just sort of assessing my options, I think. And yeah, gonna see, gonna see where my head is at, like come senior year. So I'm not sure yet. Yeah. I mean, no, that's a good, that's a good way to approach it. Some people force it. Are you, are you, have you looked at any colleges yet? Yeah. I've been looking like around the country, mostly on the East coast, but I went to Montana, like, um, in the middle of winter, February, I think. That's and, uh, yeah. did some skiing there, went to whitefish and, um, big, not big sky. Um, what was the other one? I forget. Whitefish was the one that like stood out to me though. Yeah. That one was, there's, there's a school near there. I think it's university of Montana, um, or Montana state that that school looked really nice. Cool. Otherwise mostly just like North of where I live, like Vermont area, Northern New York. Those are, that's like where I'm trying to go. Yeah. Burlington, especially. I, I kind of want to be near like sugar bush and stuff like that. That'd be sick. Dude, I love, I love talking to the younger guys because it's just funny. You guys, are, you know, your heads are in different places from like the older guys I have in the podcast who were like in high school, you know, over, yeah. over 15 years ago. So it was funny. Uh, do you compete at all? Like, are you on the competition circuit? Uh, yeah, yeah. I compete in USA. Say, I don't really like take it super seriously. Like I'm not, technically I'm nowhere close to like good enough to like do anything major. You know, it's not really what I'm about, but it's fun. Like me and my friends at my little mountain have been uh, doing it since we were like younger. So yeah. And I just went to my first nationals this year. I've never been before. Oh, that's sick. So what's, yeah. so give, yeah, give us the rundown on what it's like getting into that, especially being like in the Catskills. It's not like you're growing up at copper. You're growing up at like a yeah. pretty, pretty tiny yeah. mountain. So how does it work getting your foot in the door? Um, I mean, well, for Bel Air, especially like, they don't really get a lot of like attention to the parks, you know, like we have a park crew, like some of my buddies are on it. Um, and like they build the parks. It, there's not a ton of funding going in, going into it. So we don't have like, like fat tubes and stuff like that. Like at copper, it's just fat tube after fat tube and you can just like really play around with it. And it's low risk, you know, at our mountain, it's like, not like that. It's like single pipes, you know, like two inches. And it's like, it just kind of sucks to learn stuff on. So I try to go to like other mountains, like Wyndham is pretty good. Hunter, uh, they kind of used to be better until they got bought by Vale. But um, 
Yeah. Killington, especially. I went to Killington and like just had such a good time there because I mean, obviously. Yeah. How old were you when you like got into park skiing specifically? So I started skiing at Wyndham when I was like a little kid, like a like a small child, right? Just in daycare. Um, and then when I was like six ish, we moved to Bel Air and I still wasn't like a great skier yet. So my dad, my dad really spent like a lot of time with me on like the bunny slope, like teaching me how to ski. And then by the time I was like good enough to like pretty, pretty much ski everything, like all types of terrain, uh, my parents wanted to sign me up for like a program at Bel Air. And so they, they basically gave me the option. Like, they're like, yo, do you want to go in like Alpine, uh, racing or freestyle? And I was like, well, freestyle seems the coolest. So that that's what I'll do. And that like that first year, like the first two or three years were like, like the actual golden years of my childhood, honestly, like it was so like wild, just like getting introduced to that because I was still young at the time. So park skiing was in like a super, like, just like, it was a great scene. And I, I wasn't young enough to even see it. I didn't even like have a phone. So I, I was not on Instagram or anything or watching ski movies, but I saw like the culture that my coaches brought just from like, just doing it. You know, they were just like local kids from like around the mountain. And uh, yeah, like my first like introduction to park skiing was really just looking up to, to those guys. That's awesome. And so yeah. were, you, were you playing other sports or was, or was like this your main, your main outlet? Um, I've always been like a pretty serious soccer player. I stopped playing like really recently. Um, I don't think I was like super serious about it at that point, like when I was a little kid, but as I got into like middle school, like I became really serious about soccer and I also became more serious about skiing, just more serious about both. And um, yeah, so since like middle school, basically, I've sort of been loving skiing more and more and soccer hasn't really been doing it like more and more, you know, so I sort of made the decision to stop playing soccer like a couple months ago. Um, and yeah, now I, I'm just a full time skier. Yeah. That's sick. So what's, so every time I talk to somebody your age, it's like your generation of skiers, everyone's like, yeah, like I do competitions, but I'm not like really into them. Like what's going on with that? Why, why is like your whole age group just like, you guys just do the comps for fun. Like what do you not see a, a future career in it? Like what, what's holding you guys back from actually really caring about them? You know what? It's, it's too hard. It's like, it, it's, I mean, you have to see like what, kids my age are just like crazy like there's no chance that at like without spending thousands of dollars I'm not gonna gonna get to that level like I can't cork right now you know yeah. and there are kids my age that can well Matej can quad cork so yeah <laughs> like that that's real like like the stuff that's going down nowadays is just not even like it's not even realistic to to think that you know even if I did go to an academy or something like that it's just like it's not really in the cards you know yeah so you don't have like a, a coach or anybody teaching you tricks is it like self-taught and just like buddies in the park yeah yeah nowadays i just i just shred up the park with my friends and you know skiing with friends is what teaches you things i'm i'm like so sure of that like 
just skiing with people that are better than you, like a little bit better than you, not like super better than you. Cause then it's like, you don't really even get inspired. Cause you're just like, all right, I'm, I'm trash, you know, <laughs> but if you're skiing with kids that are like a little bit better than you, you'll just end up getting good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's totally been my experience too. Like you can't be riding with the best kid in the park if you're just learning. Yeah, uh, exactly. So you said you went to nationals. What's the vibe like there going from like regional competitions and you show up with like the big dogs that are actually getting coached. Like what's the vibe at the competition actually like? Um, I mean, it's like, obviously everyone's a good skier at nationals. Like, well, the majority of people that you see are just like, just better. You know, it's like the average kid at nationals is obviously better than the average kid at a regional competition. Um, but I feel like that's especially true just for me in my region. Cause there's really like no one in my region to compete against. Like it's basically just me um, and like a couple other kids and like, yeah, me and like two other kids are like consistently there, but it's basically like a guaranteed podium. And it's like, all right, sick. Like, like you only do it to go to nationals, you know? Yeah. And so who's, um, like, who's competing at nationals? I don't even know like the big, like the big names of your generation right now um the big names well it's it would have to be like the guys that were in open class like jackson durham jones uh who else oh bodie rafa bodie rafa was actually from my mountain he started skiing at at bel-air um yeah i guess those would be the big names um yeah plus like all those kids from y east academy like they're all pretty good i mean everyone's pretty I feel like everyone is like, has their own name on Instagram now, you know, like as long as you post consistently, like it doesn't even matter what it is. It can be skiing or whatever. If you just post consistently and you're like sort of around, like people just know who you are, you know? Yeah. So do you guys care more about comp results or like Instagram following? Well, for me, I don't know about other people, but for me, it's like way more about community, you know, like I I don't really care about comps. I'm literally only at the comps for the experience. Yeah, dude, and that's totally respectable. Like, you don't need to shit. Like, sometimes it's just fun to show up and be like part of the whole thing, even if you don't exactly. Win. Yeah, exactly. Like at nationals, I actually dropped out of slope because I was like, "This is just ridiculous." I mean, I've never hit a jump that big in my life. I've literally never hit a jump bigger than like fifty feet in my life. So going to nationals, seeing kids like dub on those jumps, like second run, I was like, "Come on, what's <laughs> going? What's going on, man?" <laughs> that's funny dude damn yeah. so so let's see you're in high school you're on that comp scene kind of casually what uh when did you start like getting getting interested in business stuff it doesn't even have to necessarily be jib skin but like were you a kid that was selling stuff on ebay or like did you have an entrepreneurial spirit before you started jib skin or was this like your first thing that you really got into um i mean i've always been interested in making money i feel like I was always like the kind of person to just like do like what's normal. Like, I mean, I had a job when I was like 14, which is like the legal age or something. And I worked every summer and like, that was my idea of making money, you know, just working. Um, and then like with TikTok and everything like NFTs and all that, I was like, huh, there's like some other stuff that I could do. But, but like, I was very idle for like a long time. I was very idle. Like I just, uh, did a lot of photography, like I got into photography and videography and all that, like media arts, you know, in like middle school. Um, and like, yeah, I, I just got into like 
all the di- like the, the media side of things in like middle school and then getting into high school I sort of like pondered the idea of like trying to start my own little side hustle um you know doing something like that like crypto or whatever and nothing ever like happened and then my friend Milo he's actually my neighbor he started his own clothing brand freshman year and uh it kind of I mean I'm not really sure exactly what's going on like in his whole like niche because I'm not like in that niche it's like streetwear and stuff but seeing him like achieve success in that like really I was like hmm like this is a thing that that kids can do to make money like that's that's a real thing you know so um I basically spent the entirety of last summer not the entirety like the second half of last summer um planning the whole thing um I realized pretty quickly that I didn't have like enough money to like make a huge upfront investment um I kind of just like yeah yeah I, I didn't have enough money to like buy like a whole bulk order of stuff you know that would cost thousands of dollars I just I was like you know I, I just didn't have that kind of money and um yeah. so I kind of felt like I needed to make money without spending money to start um and that's that's like what my whole system is based off of to begin with and then it's sort of evolved since then yeah so last summer I mean you got inspired by your neighbor so what was the the impetus to like actually get started? Like, was there a moment where like, dude, I'm done thinking about this. Let's just do it. Or like, what, how'd you get into a- actually putting it into action? If you remember. Um, I, I actually do remember. So I started out like trying to uh, think about like all the things I would need to make like upfront to just start the business. And uh, I really like, I wanted to, I wanted to do like, uh, I wanted to do like screen printing, like on like hoodies and stuff and like set up my own, like whole like station with like different designs and all that. And then I started doing the research and I realized you need to spend like, like for a good, like setup, like you need to spend a lot of money. And so I, after making like a whole spreadsheet and everything with like every little product I'm going to need and how many sales it's going to take to break even and all that stuff, I was just like, I can't even spend this kind of money to get started. So I ended up um, like, I remember like I, I was, I was about to place the order for everything. Like this one day I was like, all right, I'm, I'm placing this order today. And something in me just made me just think like, I'm going to lose money from this. Like, this is not a good idea. Like don't pull the trigger, you know? And I was like, it was, it was a weird feeling. Like I remember just, feeling like this is not a good, this is not going to work. Like, don't do this, you know? So I scrapped the entire spreadsheet and uh, did a lot more research and uh, came upon the print on demand solution. Um, And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's basically drop shipping for clothing and like customizable clothing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a genius way to do it. So who, like, what was the service that you use for that? Uh, so I use Printful, um, and they make it really easy to have like custom packaging and all that stuff. And like, um, you know, like you upload your design, you can have inside labels, all that stuff. And then it does cost a lot more. So you don't like have as much profit, but if all you're trying to do is like start the brand and start the image and like start 
raising some capital, then it's a really good option just to like get your feet off the ground, you know? Yeah. So I'll just give a breakdown because I've also looked into this for doing my own merch. Yeah. So basically, and I think we've brought up drop shipping before on a different episode. And just in case like anybody's confused. So instead of buying all the creating all the product and then sending it to yourself and paying shipping to like your house and then sending, sending it to customers, you essentially just get the addresses of the customers and have it sent directly to them. So you never have the product in your hands and then printful. You don't even need to like set up a, a batch ahead of time. Correct. You could just, you know, if, if you set up a design and one person wants it, they'll print it out. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like, there's, there's zero risk. There's zero cost that you're putting in up front. Like you could start this without any customers and, build it from there. And that's basically what I did. I, you know, I, I just started making money. So I had enough money to do something bigger, you know, how did you, um, so Printful's like the service, but how did you get, send people to like the shop to actually get it? Cause don't you have to link it up to a Shopify account or just put on your own website? Like how do uh, you yeah, actually yeah. get to the Printful? Um, I'm, I think the easiest way is to just do it through Shopify. I have Shopify. That's what my store is run through. Um, so it's just completely like linked up to it, like all the pictures and everything, costs, all that. And it just charges you like just automatic. Like you literally don't have to do anything. No buttons pressed, just like you get an order. I, I mean, I always like check the emails and stuff to like make sure it's going well, but yeah, you don't, you don't have to do anything. So you literally just sit back and relax and like just maintain it, like loose, like barely maintain the whole, the whole system. Well, that is what I was doing. Um, okay, so this is for, the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while. Well, it's still what I'm doing for like clothing, but I don't really sell that. Like, that's just sort of not like what I'm about right now. But yeah, in, in the beginning, all I was doing was clothing. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I was still on the content grind and just doing as much as I could just in the community. But yeah, in terms of actual administration of the clothing and fulfillment there's not a lot involved so i just still in the early days so did you already have the like were you operating under jibskin as a name from the beginning yeah yeah i remember um i was calling my friend while he was at mount hood to like come up with the name and um he was getting all of his friends to like rate the names and stuff and uh i forget if i came up with it on that facetime call but it was in the summer i know that um, but yeah, I had the name and everything like the logo pretty much right off the bat. And so how'd you come up with the name Jibskin? It's kind of clever because it's just yeah. like outerwear while you're jibbing, right? Like it, it makes sense, exactly. but how'd you think of it? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I was just on, most of my ideas just come up with when I'm on FaceTime with my friends. Like I just, I just think better, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but the name Jibskin. So a lot of people don't like know what it means or like just don't really understand it. It's it's basically like clothing, right? Like your 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 clothing, I consider it to be like a part of you. It's like when you go out skiing, it's like you don't see your face, you know, you only see like what you're wearing. So it's sort of like your skin and then you know, jibbing, just what you do. Yeah. So it's your it's your jib skin. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you set up an LLC at the beginning? Like, did you make it a proper business or is this all just kind of under? Yeah, no, I still don't have an LLC. I'm, I just like have not 
gotten around to doing that yet. I'm just full like products mode, content mode. Yeah. That'll help with your taxes if you have everything under an LLC. Cause then any month, yeah. like how much does the, uh, how much does uh, the Shopify service cost? Cause like you probably have like some expenses involved with all this, right? Oh yeah. 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 Like the Shopify thing is 30. Actually I have like the least expensive, like uh, membership. It's $30 a month. And then I guess the other thing would be the domain, which is $12 a year. So that's like nothing. Oh, um, the website that you, that you have. Yeah. Like the domain name, like jibskin.com instead of just like jibskin at my Shopify or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, there's really no like monthly stuff except for like actually like buying the bulk orders, you know, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah. So you were doing the, you were doing the drop shipping for the graphic tees and the hoodies and the hats or no, could you do that with hats too? Or is that where you have to start yeah. buying in bulk? No, there, I mean, there's like a bunch of products that you can do. Like hats is like pushing it in terms of like what I would actually want to like put on the website from Printful, like. A lot of the stuff is just like not high quality at all. Um, but yeah, you can you can do like a lot of different garments from Printful. Sick. So what was the next evolution and everything? So you go from doing the drop shipping with the graphic tees. Now you're getting into pants. Like how's it how's it getting more advanced? Yeah. So since the beginning, I had wanted to do pants like that. That was like always what what it was about. Like because I mean, everyone wants wants pants. Pants are like all the rage it's just like you know pants is, pants was always the the destination i wanted to get to and they didn't have snow pants on printful or i don't know maybe they do but they're probably not steezy you know so i i couldn't do that cuz i was still using the uh the printful system so i kind of i uh, i talked to my friend i talked to milo a lot um, did a bunch of research and found a manufacturer to create or to make my design and um, yeah, released spring pants. That was the first manufactured product I made. Um, and then now we're doing summer pants, which is releasing tomorrow. Um, yeah. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. So where's the uh, manufacturer? Are you doing like an Asian thing or are you doing in America? Um, well, they're actually based in Pakistan. Um, that's just where like most of the clothing manufacturing is, I guess, in the world. Um, also, like, I think the prices in Pakistan are probably better than anywhere else. Um, you can get it for like, super good prices, just like, it's a really great system. Sick. And so the, they, they did the designing and the manufacturing, or did you have to send them an idea and like uh, dimensions for what you wanted for the pants? Um, they have templates, but I like always amend, like I kind of like create my own templates and then uh, like based on what I see from theirs. So I take the good parts of theirs and I just, you know, make my own. Um, and I, I'm amending it every single drop until I get like the perfect, the perfect pants, you know? Yeah, I think they're I think they're pretty close, but I'm still just going to keep updating them like every single time. Do you get to have like a sample product or are you going all in and hoping that like the manufactured product is actually what you were looking for? Um, so for the first pair, I got a sample just to like make sure the quality was there. But in terms of just like ordering uh, 
orders. It's really just like they, they can send me pictures and stuff just of everything. And if they have any questions, they always ask me. So it's it's easy to like get what I want without too much of a hassle. Dude, how did you learn how to do all this stuff at 17 years old? Like, I, I believe, like, if any, if people are determined to do something, they'll figure a way to make it work. But, like, how did you... That's what work, it is. Yeah, like, how did you personally find it? Was it all YouTube? Was it TikTok? Like, where are you finding the info? Yeah, it's literally just every resource you can possibly have at your fingertips. You have to use it. You know, like, YouTube, the internet, that's great. Uh, it helps that I have a friend who can answer, like, any questions that aren't anywhere on the internet. Um, I can, uh, yeah, look, looking at what other brands do, that's, that's about it. Just like you have to see your resources and just look at and, and just capitalize, you know. And just use them. Have you reached out to like any of the other dudes making snow pants or any of the other, uh, basically any of the other small businesses I've been talking to? Um, none of the ones that you've been talking to because they're, they're all like older heads. I'm not really like in that whole circle yet. I feel like um, mid twenties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I do have a couple collaborations lined up in the next couple months. So yeah. yeah so, so you haven't even hit them up for like, just like, yo, how do like, what manufacturer do you use? Any of stuff like that? Just kind of, Oh no, no. Yeah. Dude. Good for you, man. 17 years old. That's crazy. Have you Thank had you. any like uh second thoughts that, especially when you're first starting, like, damn, we're really doing this. Or are you like, nah, let's, let's do this. Like no looking back. Yeah. No, the whole thing is like sort of a mind game. Like it's really like the more, the more you think it's just working and like, you know, the, the, the products are good and people genuinely like them. And like the, the more you think that you're doing everything right, like you usually are, you know, it's sort of like about tricking yourself into thinking that things are going well, even when they're not you know and yeah. it's like I, I feel like the spikes down it's like you need that just to have the the spike ups yeah have you had any friends that are like naysayers like nah dude like this is not gonna work whatsoever you oh, surround yeah. yourself oh yeah you do you have people yeah like, yeah yeah no nah, yeah i've definitely had fair share of people you know yeah just doubters but, yeah yeah no nah, no nah, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter though yeah what do your parents think of the whole thing? I mean, they must be pretty stoked that you're uh, taking it upon yourself to like learn all this. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're proud. They're like, they, they're the kind of thing. like, yeah, I feel like every single time, like something happens they're just like, you should record that. Like you should, you should, you should write down that this happened now. That's what they always tell me. Dude, that is, who was I talking? I was talking to somebody recently and um, that's like a really underrated part of the process is, writing down, you know, new milestones or your thoughts and worries and then revisiting them. Because like whenever I have personally have an idea of like a project I want to do, whether it's like in the ski world, out of the ski world, I never delete that note because I love coming back to it like a year later, like completely forgetting about it. And then looking back at like a list of like just ideas and be like, oh, we actually made like that one happen. So I think like taking notes during your journey helps when you're, when you're, Cause it's all relative, you know, something at the yeah. beginning, that's, something at the beginning that really stresses you out just becomes second nature, like three months in. So tapping yeah, exactly. into that and then just being like, Oh, I overcame that. I could easily overcome this next obstacle and this now. Yeah. Next obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, for, in terms of like actually keeping a record, like I feel like just Instagram feed is enough. Like you can pretty much see what's going on from that. Um, 
but I definitely, I, I have a document with like just cool stuff that's happened, you know, all the different drops, um, like with their months and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I'll probably use this if I want to apply to college, I'll probably end up bringing this up at some point. Yeah. Do you, would you want to pursue, like, if you do end up going to college, would you want to pursue like a fashion or like a, a graphic design oriented major? Um, I was thinking more like on the marketing side, because mm. that's like, I feel like something that I'm just, I have good intuition on that whole side. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to work like, like in terms of actual job opportunities, I'd rather work for like a smaller business where I'm, I'm like doing like more hands-on stuff, like actually making the content, like making the, the Photoshop slides, all that stuff like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that, I don't know. I don't work in like the, I studied business, but like, I didn't, I never got like one of those like business internships where I'm like helping out a local business or doing like the social media marketing. But it seems like every single company, regardless of the size, even if it's like a landscaping company, everybody's dying for a social media man. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. It's the best job. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so in terms of like the content production, like making videos and stuff, is that just to hype up the brand or do you have interest in like making like team videos or anything? I mean, we can get into who you sponsor later, but like, do you have any like aspirations for that side of things or is that just for fun and like hyping things up? Yeah. I mean, I would say like all of the above, but I do, I do want to start like making it more of like a, not just a clothing brand, but like a, a community as a whole, you know, like not, not a production company, not a clothing brand, but just an entire like you know just yeah, like, uh, what, like what gibberish does like they're not like a production house but like they have a sick team and sick club yeah yeah like, that's it. exactly like level one gibberish yeah mm. yeah tall t yeah Th those those brands are like the uh the creme de la creme yeah so who's your uh what riders you got like do you sponsor people just with like free merch do you just hook up your friends how does the how does the sponsorship work yeah, I mean, I kind of like, I guess you would call them sponsors, but it's mostly just like kids that I like know from social media that I've given stuff. And that's basically who my team is. So I've got like, uh, probably like 20 guys total that I've like sent clothing to um, just from different places. Like other dudes that you've just met on the slopes or like through social media, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, both. Like, just people I've met, people that are friends of people I've met, people I just, like, know from social media for some reason, you know? Yeah. Or, or just random dudes that are good at skiing. I mean, honestly, if I just, like, if I just see a guy that, that I just, I like his profile, I'll just be like, yeah, like, you want some pants? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. So how's, like, the profit on this? Are you... um? Cause drop shipping, like, like you said, there's like barely any upfront cost. So do, are you, do you still need to pick up like a job at a summer camp, you know, or like washing dishes or is like this year, is this your part-time job while you're in school and it's like enough money to be a part-time job? Um, I think it's going to start being like a lot more profitable, like by next ski season. I'm, Cause I'm, I'm, ex I'm starting to experience that right now. Like now that I just did the spring pants doing the summer pants, like, that whole the whole manufacturer thing it it's way more profitable and it's just like a better system um it's also like way more predictable you know because like 
like I kind of know like how much I'm going to make from one drop, how much I need to spend, like what I need to save after, you know, it's much more uh, predictable for like planning on stuff like long-term. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I, I don't really consider it a job, but like, I'm, I'm going to work this summer. I'm going to work a job, but I could probably get it to a level where I don't need a job, like for, for a high schooler, you know, I'm yeah, going to totally. get a job when I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not supporting a family with this. It's just get it's just yeah. a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> cool. So how to do, um, so the first time I found out about your company was when I was interviewing Jackson and he said that you guys did the rail skiing collab for all of his merch. So how did that one come about? Um, that one came about actually pretty quickly. Like that was, I would say like the very beginning of the, the incline for jib skin. Um, like I remember just like watching like YouTube videos and like trying to see like how I can like get the name out there. And I figured like, why not just like hit up like some of the Instagram celebrities and ask if they want some free clothing. And, uh, and this was all like two weeks in keep in mind. So like two weeks in actually dropping like the first clothing. So this was like, I had like 250 followers. Like it was, it, it was pretty wild in hindsight. So I hit up Jackson and I'm like, yo, you want a, a hoodie or something? He's like, I'm down. I love your brand. It's a great idea. I'd love to collab. And I was like, sure. Like that would be great. So that whole thing happened and it was pretty much uphill from there. Yeah. And so who, who decided on the design for the, uh, I mean, it's not like it's a super complex design. It, it really is just like a rail, but who, who was the one that actually yeah. it up and like got, got everything going. Um, so it was mostly like Jackson's ideas. And then I just made all of them in Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Did you start with like, a, do you do in terms of like your Photoshop process, do you start with like a base thing and then, and then make it look like, for example, that, the, that Y East rail, like the kind of, we call it the umbo, uh, oh, sundown, yeah. but it's like that kicker rail. Did you just take the, the photo of it and then add details to it and kind of make it look more abstract or did you build that from scratch? Um, yeah, that was, I've actually gotten like way better at Photoshop just since then, just because I've been doing this, but that, I think I just used a picture of him, like on like a picture of the rail from a picture of him and then I like cut it out and everything and like put a bunch of filters on it and like stuff like that like <laughs> yeah. very minimalistic process but yeah that I think that's what we did for those designs yeah have you gotten to the phase yet where you're looking at like your initial drops and you're like dude how did anybody buy this like like this is what this is so low quality compared to what I have now like are you like entering those phases yet yeah you're looking back I definitely like have started to realize, although I don't think it's been enough time for me to like, cause like, it's still like the same, like part of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. feel like I still identify with it a little bit. And then if I were to go back, I would just realize like, I'm in the same spot now as I am, as I was then just a different spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. I'm going to look back on, on now in probably two years and just cringe, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Just how was it goes. Yeah, I wasn't dissing any of your stuff, but it it is part of the process. Like, oh, the no. you, yeah. Like you gotta start just doing it. But then like as you learn more, you'll be like, Oh, it's just the same thing as getting older. Yeah, no, that that's I mean, yeah. If you if you don't experience that, then you're not improving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
So, all right, cool. So you're st- so you're still just just launching. I think once you yeah, a couple more years, you'll you're gonna look back as like, I mean, especially at seventeen, you're gonna be like a whole new person in a couple of years. I know. Yeah. Believe me, I know. Yeah, it's gonna be a trip. <laughs> Cool. Um, let me see. Have you done any other collabs other than with Jackson? I'm trying to, I think your website's like down right now, so I can't really look through all the products. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's locked until the drop. Um, it's all good. Yeah. So there was the, the rail skiing one, um, the newish schoolers one, uh, with Sutter. That was pretty lit. Yeah. You want to get the background on that one? Like collabing with like a meme page. It's kind of, uh, that's perfect for your age group. Yeah yeah so yeah yeah another thing yeah so with that whole thing with the newest schoolers collab um it was all just basically done like evan hit me up uh asking if i was down to do it with um his friend sutter who runs a meme page at first i was like hmm like that's like that's definitely different you know like i'm not sure people would would fuck with that but um I, I like took a look at the page and I had seen it before and I was like, no, nah, this is, this is going to get, this is going to get attention. Cause he has like a pretty core, not core, but like, like committed following to his page. So it, it was a good, good move for both of us, I think. Yeah. And how did you two meet each other? Um, just through Evan. Who's Evan again? Oh, official no polls. Oh, there you go. I yeah. really only know you guys through your Instagram handles, which, uh, yeah. Is that like a thing? Like when people see you in person or like, see like that crew of people, like, yo, your official nobles, like, do people even know your guys' names or is it just like, Oh, that's the jib skin kid. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I've had people like call me steez dog and stuff like that. Like personally, I don't, I don't even think I, I warrant that kind of attention. You know, yeah. I'm not, but um, but yeah, people have called me Jibskin. Um, I don't know about the other guys, but yeah, definitely experienced that a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. Very, very few people call me Henry, like just randomly. That yeah. yeah, dude, it's like the new Instagram. It's the Instagram era of skiing. It's, yeah, it's wild. I kind of um, love it, honestly. I love like the new this new era. It's just like it's like Gen Z. It's like Gen Z in a ski era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you guys think of all that? Like, there's so many people like my age and above that are like, oh, Instagram's ruining skiing, dude. We don't have, I mean, the the much older heads are like, dude, what happened to the, the selling the VHS tapes and the magazines and then the DVDs. And now it's like, people aren't even making ski, like even digital releases of movies. They're just doing like Instagram clips or like 20 minute movies. Like, what do you think yeah. about all these old heads that are trying to hold on to the past? I got to say, I completely disagree because, okay, the thing about now is that like Instagram facilitates the sport in such a way where anyone can get famous. Anyone can like get attention if they make like content, you know, like all you have to do really is take your skiing, post online consistently and just like the, the best looking skiers will like get the most attention. You know, I feel like before you needed resources to make a ski film like you needed stuff like that nowadays all you need is like your phone iMovie and you just post that to Instagram and you do it like once a week and you can get attention and that, so now we're seeing like 11 year old kids who would probably never have their own 
video parts or anything like just being Instagram famous. Like that's crazy. That, that that's why I think this era is like amazing, you know? Yeah. It definitely is way more accessible. Uh, yeah. Like some people complain like the art of it is lost. Like, do, like, do you, I mean, obviously you can't speak for everyone at your age, but like, do you guys watch those older movies like that are, you know, hour and a half long, you know, 12 segments, or is that just like way too much time to sit down and watch skiing? Mm, no, I mean, I, I think like, I like to think that I would just like sit down and like watch a ski movie, but realistically, like, I just wouldn't like, you know, it's for, it's just different. I feel like with TikTok, like my attention span is just like so ruined. Like I don't even watch regular movies. Like I don't, I don't watch TV or regular movies anymore. I just watch like Instagram and TikTok stuff like that. So probably so not. like a five minute YouTube video is too long now. Oh no, no. Five minute YouTube videos are like, like those are nice. Like um, the fact, yeah. yeah. The faction collective one that they did at a uh, sauce Fay, like with Montage and everything that was like, that's like my favorite edit right now. Yeah. Damn dude. You guys are like, this is, I love talking to you guys. Cause this is like a glimpse into what skiing is going to be in like five to 10 years. And, like, I know there's always a new wave that's coming in. Like uh, how do you guys view new schoolers? Is that like a thing of the past or do you still think that new schoolers is a good part of skiing or an important part of skiing rather? Um, I mean, I can't speak for, for everyone my age, obviously, but like, I don't, I never really like had like a very active role in new schoolers or like, I never had like an active, like page where I was always posting a lot. Like I just have never really been like on new schoolers. So I don't, you know, I don't really know. What about the Instagram account for new schoolers? You, you down with that? Like just them posting those clips and, or is it oh, like, yeah. yeah, just whatever. They're just another page. I mean, they are just another page you know they are just another page I, every page is just another page though like at this point there's so many like content pages like brands just like bot accounts it's just ridiculous i mean obviously most of them aren't bot accounts the ones that people actually watch are, are legit but still like i see the same the same clips like five times a day Oh, it drives me nuts, dude. You can't even, like, some, somebody does something sick, and then it's, like, all you see for the next 24 hours. Or not yeah. even, like, so if it's really sick, it's, like, the whole week is that clip just reposted in 10 different ways. Yeah, exactly. And then you see it on TikTok. Yeah, dude. I've, I've <laughs> in, like, seen... really low quality. Yeah. <laughs> it's just super fried because it's been reshared so many times. Yeah. Like, the, uh, like Jasper's uh, world record, that, I'm sick of that already. Yeah, it's like th it's like 240p reposted over and over again yeah exactly damn dude things are changing quick that's crazy so this is what i want to know another thing about your age group yeah who are the guys that you guys look up to like who are your who's your generation's og skiers Ooh, well it's changed a lot throughout the years i feel like originally it was like the x games pros like the x games guys that were like on like two or three years ago, like Henrik, Colby, um, like Nick Gepper, all those guys, I'd feel like I can't like name them all off the top of my head for some reason, but we all know who they are. Um, and then also like the kids of my generation who are like a little bit older than me, like Jackson, the, all those kids, like they're, they're also like super high in the, the influence right now. So I, I, like I honestly... So those are more like the modern influences, like Jackson and like the kids your age, and then the the generation above you, like the Henricks and the and the Nick Geppers. That's like the guys you were like looking up to growing up. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's funny, dude. It's just like, it's just these every, like I've been reading some freeze magazines lately and I don't know if like, if you've heard these names, but like the three fills or like even uh, like Chris Davenport or like the really early guys, those were like the, the OG pioneers of skiing. And then there's the next generation, the next generation. So it's just like, yeah, like I have no idea f- who those guys are. Honestly, all I know is like Tanner Hall. Yeah, and he's and he's definitely part of that generation for sure. And which is kind of funny because he spanned all of them. But um, it's funny like who gets kind of forgotten and who and who like gets gets remembered. I don't know. It's something that's just evolving that I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, no. Like I always think about like what's skiing going to be like in ten years when like all all the kids my age are like you know older guys and just looking on skiing like from it's just a weird thing to think about because i can't think of like a more advanced like modernized uh version of the sport than it is now yeah it's pretty uh i mean especially you were saying like it's just insane right now for the competitions it's only gonna get crazier like you look at walker shreds all the respect in the world to him little shredder like you you guys the 17 year olds are already old heads compared to the 11 year old that can double, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, there's no catching up here. Like no shot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, yeah, I guess that cause you're definitely not the first or last person that's expressing that like, Hey, competitions are just like so screwed. Like who even cares? Yeah. Yeah, No, it's not fun to take it that seriously. Cause then you just get disappointed. It's like, yeah, you know, are you so? Are you like? Do you still get stoked on comp skiers your age, or do you care more about like just what they're posting on Instagram and like the content they're putting out? Like, do you even care about comp results for kids your age? No, do not care about comp results. I mean, like, it's a good indicator as to like if a guy's a good skier or not. But like, I don't think anyone like looks at comp results. Like, no one's posting their comp results. Like, it's not really a major factor, you know? Yeah, dude. Super interesting. Love, love the insight into the next generation. Let's, uh, we'll transition into viewer questions because we got a couple right. coming in. All right. We'll start off with, you could really rattle some people here, especially, uh, especially the older crowd. What's your hot take in skiing? Oh my, I haven't even thought of this. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, oh, oh, okay. Kids asking for sponsorships. Like, just stop like if if you're a good skier you'll get hit up for if you're if you're the kind of kid that can provide value to a brand a brand will hit you up at some point because you will get noticed it's 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 a small enough community where like if you're not getting hit up by sponsors it's just because like you can't provide anything to the sponsor and like there's nothing wrong with that like i it shouldn't be the reason that kids are skiing it shouldn't be the reason kids are posting. I mean, maybe it should be the reason kids are posting, but, but you know, that, that shouldn't be like what it's about. And I think like kids need to just like focus on skiing, focus on having fun with their friends and just not worry about the comp stuff, especially because most of the kids asking for sponsorships are like 12. Like they're not like 18 year olds who are like, you know, trying to figure out like what options they have in skiing. Like these are young kids who just, you know, and it's just not about that. And I see other brands posting like, yo, stop asking us for sponsorships like all the time. And yeah, that would be my hot take. I like that. That's a good hot take. So the, we had, let's see, I want to make sure uh, 
looking through. We had at least four people uh, hit up the viewer questions and said, do they do sponsorships? What does it take to be sponsored? How do you get sponsored or notice them? How do you decide who to sponsor? So like when you view, when you sponsor someone, it is, is it like, what's your process of doing it? I think we went over a little bit earlier, but it's like, like if you were like tomorrow, if you, if you wanted to sponsor somebody, what, what would you do? Um, I mean, it's really just about value that you can provide like for, for the brand, you know, nothing, nothing in specific, like I'm in particular, I'm not like looking for like only guys with a certain amount of followers or something, or only guys with, you know, certain results in comp or whatever. Like it's really just, if you can provide something, if you have no followers on social media, but like everyone from one mountain knows you and like wants what you're wearing, like I'd probably send stuff to you. Although there's pretty much no one like that, that exists, but yeah, like it's really just, you have to provide value for the brand. It's not just like you hit someone up for free stuff or something. Like I, 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 I don't want to have to think about, I, I don't know how to, how to say this. It's like, I don't want to be worried about like sending people free stuff. You know, like I don't, I don't want your only role in the brand to just wear the stuff and nothing else. Like you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta like the clothing. You gotta want to wear it. You gotta, like want to be a part of the community, you know, you have to interact. Like it's not, it's not just like get free stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, you're basically describing like sponsorship 101. It's like you, people are sponsored by companies because they provide value for this. Exactly. But, but or no because they're, this. yeah. Or because they're See, really great friends with the owner of the company. Like that's how you get sponsored basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is 101, but it's like, it's ridiculous that people just don't care. I mean, they either don't know or they don't care because it's just like, it keeps happening so much. Yeah. Do you worry like about giving away too many free pairs of pants and you're like, dude, I, I still need people to buy them. Or is there enough people buying them that you're like, oh, I don't worry. I don't mind like sending out, you know, like a dozen pairs to people that are good. Yeah. Usually I set aside like 10 to 15 pairs that I'll just send out to different things and I'll make enough money with the rest of them that, like I'll I'll be fine um so I don't really worry about it but yeah I definitely have to like make sure that the people that I am sending stuff to like I have to make sure that it's going to stuff that is you know the right the right source like most of most of where the clothing goes to is like a people that are just going to post in it like giveaways or like just donations for like comp awards and stuff like that yeah what, what's your thoughts on giveaways do you think that's like an effective way of actually growing your company or is that kind of a, a waste of time i mean i do it more just for the for the fan base than to grow the brand um it actually like kind of hurts the algorithm for your account for a while like if you get a ton of attention on one post and then like obviously not the same amount of attention on the next post because you're not getting like a thousand tags then Instagram is just going to see your account and be like, Oh, this account is dying. Let's just not recommend it to anyone. And so your account will just be like dead for like a week. So yeah, I don't like doing giveaways, but I just do it for like the kids, you know? Yeah. All right. We'll change gears a little bit. Scards. 
David Coldbrenner, have you ever hit any urban in uh, Westchester? Um, no, I've I've never skied urban actually. Like yeah. I've been like saying I'm gonna ski urban for like a good decade, and I've never done it. Yeah, yeah. We we get like one day. We get like three snow days a year, and it's usually like six inches. And um, although I, like I I have brought my skis to like a sledding hill and like built a jump. I've never actually skied like urban, like urban rails and stuff. Yeah, of course it's tough. You got you got to go to school in the morning, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, exactly. The the world. Uh, all right, you got a shout out from Carco. He said New York represent. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. I, um, I got to shred with that dude soon because he goes to the fridge a lot, and I'm like 45 minutes from there. Yeah, in so, uh, New York or uh, sorry, yeah. in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, and like it's like in the Meadowlands. Yeah. That's sick. This is this question uh, blew me away. Bin Dalmuk. This guy says, "I live in Dubai. Do you deliver there? The pants are fire." Oh yeah, uh, I deliver worldwide. Let's go. So you if got you have fan, an address, you got a fan yeah. in Dubai. You ever send? You ever send anything across the world like that? Uh, a lot of people in Japan buy stuff, but yeah, not not really anywhere else. Mostly Japan and France, I would say, are like the internet and Canada, obviously Canada, but yeah. Yeah. Canada is like the main international one. And then Japan and like France and anywhere near the Alps would be like after that. Yeah. All right. Let me see. Blah, blah, blah. This dude, Talon, he said, why are the pants so unbreathable? Is that, is that Un- feedback you've heard? unbreathable i have not heard that they have vents on the inside so i actually haven't heard that sorry if sorry if your legs can't breathe maybe he just didn't maybe he just didn't find the the zipper for the uh for the yeah yeah because that would solve everything right there yeah um drink sutter asks will we ever see a jacket a jacket yes short answer yes long answer uh I can't, I'm not giving away that much information yet, but yes. Cool. Yeah. So kind of along those same lines, official no polls. What are the next steps for future growth of the brand? Um, just doing everything more, more content, more products, just more stuff to come. Yeah. Uh, do you plan ONS? Are there plans to host rail jams and events? Like, are you going to expand into that territory of things? Um, I'd like to, I'd like to host rail jams, but that's, it's, it's not really possible. I mean, I, I think it would be possible actually. I, I don't know. I've, I've thought about hosting rail jams or trying to do something like that, but there's not a major community of park skiers, like where I'm from really. And it'd be like a really long drive for everyone. And so I'd really have to like make sure that people would actually show up because like there's so much like stuff that you have to deal with like insurance and stuff like that so if there was like enough of a demand in new york or wherever i'm living at the time then yeah i would i would definitely throw a rail jam but not not soon probably yeah have you like i mean obviously you're on the usa sa circuit for like all those competitions but have you been to like a a proper rail jam that's just like do they have those still at local mountains just like you set up and maybe they give out free gear to the the winner or or is it more formal now? Um, no, yeah, I, they used to have them a lot at my mountain. Um, 
like when I was like a little kid, like I said, but they don't really host those anymore. Like the, the parks at my mountain are just, they're not even like good enough for real gyms. It's just super beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm, I, so I'm like, uh, however many years old, you sit like six, seven years older than you. And even I was like, I look back on the rail gyms from when I was a little, little kid where they were still doing like slope style events at my tiny local mountain in Connecticut. And so it's like, they've been moving away from like those community events for years now. Like this isn't like a new revolution. It's just like further down the road of, because when I was, when I was your age, maybe like a couple years younger, like when I was like 14 to 16, there were rail jams like all the time during the summer, couple during the winter. And then even dude, I wish. Yeah. Like we used to be skiing on like just a single patch of snow onto like a rail and call it a rail gym in the summer at the mountain. And now it's like, Oh, why would we do that? It's not going to make any money. It's like kind of expensive, blah, blah, blah. So this is yeah, that's part of like, what you're seeing is part of a long trend of that stuff dying out. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like, I definitely like walked into like, like, I, I don't know. I feel like being a kid right now as a skier is like weird. Cause there's been like so much like stuff, like such a, such movement going on that we just like stepped into um and it's just continuing you know yeah it's definitely everything shifting around it's uh it is tough yeah so colby asks uh why get this is specifically in regards to the pants because i know that you sell other stuff but he said why get jibskin over r3 any tides or any other brand making pants well first of all less expensive that's that's i mean that that would be the reason for me um they're they're good pants like i, I don't know it's kind of hard to answer that like yeah. they're they're good pants they're going to continue to get better if you're not uh super into them right now but i'm definitely like working to dial them in um but why why buy mine over theirs uh I don't, I don't know we all make good pants yeah it's all love it's all love for every other company yeah 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 cool and so i like to finish this off i mean you're set you're 17 years old so this will definitely be inspiring for like the other kids your age um not to make this one so about age but it's just i feel like it's relevant for starting a business what are your tips for getting started because you definitely like you said like kids your age there's definitely people that are doubters and honestly that doesn't even change as you get older people are always afraid to take action so like what's your tip for getting started and actually just going for it um i would say like the most important part is just like believe that it's gonna work like just believe in what you're doing and if you feel like it's not going right don't just like quit or feel sad or feel like things aren't going right and just leave it just figure out how to make it go properly and like don't stop until it's going the way you want it to because like if you believe in it enough it'll just work out you know it just will like that's what i've noticed like you just got to believe in what you're doing and it'll it'll come yeah dude you got a great head on your shoulders i think you're gonna be completely fine with whatever you end up choosing to do do you feel like this is like contributed to uh like just kind of closing thoughts do you feel like doing something like this has made you more confident and like your ability to to do other things yeah 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 no this has been like this has been like a a personality altering type of event honestly like it 
this is the first thing in my life that I've been able to really like, like just attack, like take total action. Cause you can't go like halfway, you know, mm-hmm. like I really just stepped into it and like fully committed. And yeah, it's the first thing that I've done that I've done that for like to this degree. That is awesome. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is perfectly said. So you got any shout outs, any closing thoughts, anybody uh, definitely plug like where they could buy your stuff and like where they could find you. Um, yeah. Jibskin at Jibskin apparel on Instagram, jibskin.com shout outs. Um, shout out to all the homies, every single homie there is, you know who you are. Um, yeah. Shout out rail skiing. Shout out uh newish schoolers yeah yes sir henry jibskin whatever you like me to call you thank you for coming on today it was uh it was great getting to talk to you and great getting some insight into uh what you're doing and the mind of the uh next generation yeah no problem thanks for having me absolutely I just put diamonds on all of my teeth, now they probably think I ain't intelligent. In the homicide unit interrogation, asking questions, you know I ain't tell them shit. Bitches call me a jock all-American, I'm at the top of my class with my letterman. Now remember back in college, bitches knocking on my dorm door, I ain't never let them in. Now you know that that's cap, no, I hit a few, ain't no job, I'm selling gas like I'm Jiffy Lou. I had a free, used to fuck while a boyfriend in class, I hit her from the back from like 10 to 2. No back and forth with these rappers, they mention me dissing me, no talking back, I won't mention you. Watch when I come put that on on your ass, and I did, they gon' want me to snitch in my interview. I'm on five bitch, I'm lit, but I'm really cool, don't acknowledge the when they ridicule they don't come out at the dark bitch i swim with the sharks you ain't got enough heart get a bigger pool wanna fight but he bigger i ain't really tripping reach under my shirt grab a bigger tool i got a glock with a dick let's get physical they gonna be hollering out ripping they missing you they got me started i might as well finish i'm from charlotte you know how these niggas do baby